Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good afternoon, everyone. How are we doing today? So occasionally, there is a Facebook post that is in my feed that just goes bananas. And today was one of those days. Uh, there was an article published on by The Motley Fool, fool.com, talking about the 12 tax changes that Joe Biden wants to make. So we're going to go through all 12 of them. Uh, this particular article got a lot of reaction because two of our experts that we have on the channel, um, Anna, REI mom, Kelly, usually on Wednesdays, and then Jonathan Twomley, usually on Thursdays. Both of them were very interactive in the comments. Uh, they were not necessarily agreeing on every point, so it was I don't know that I've seen those two interact that much on one article before. So it was uh, it was an interesting read. So what I thought I would do, go through each of the 12, uh, do my best to talk about them, how I think they might change my business, maybe talk about real estate in general. But with the election less than 100 days away, I actually think it's less than 80 days away. Um, if If you believe in the polls, Joe Biden has more than a fighting chance. So I think it warrants at least asking. Uh, the other thing that I think is fair is, regardless of what happens, taxes should go up. Uh, we are long past cutting our way to a balanced budget. Uh, so I think while we should cut the pork and the fat, you know, all those things that are easy to say but hard to do, I think we do need to look at tax increases. And frankly, I'll just say right now, a couple of these, I actually agree with, <laughs> as funny as that might be. But yeah, I agree. Let me think. I think there's three or four of these 12 that I would just flat out agree with. And probably two or three of them are like, oh, okay, I agree with that. And then a couple of these I just don't like, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So number one, uh, looks like Joe Biden, if you've been watching, is going to increase the corporate tax rate. Uh, if you recall, under Obama's last year, I believe the corporate tax rate was right around 35%. Uh, one of the things that President Trump did was lower it to 21. Biden wants to take it back kind of the middle. Uh, he wants to take it back to 28, uh, 28%. Uh, the other thing to mention that I failed to in this introduction was Biden's 12 tax changes looks to raise somewhere between 3.3 and $3.7 trillion over the next 10 years. Uh, this particular increase in the corporate tax rate is about a third or a trillion dollars of that. So just right off the bat, I think this is one most of us can get behind, right? It was 35, went to 21. Let's take it back to 28. Feels like the right thing to do. We've we've all we've all got to pay a little bit more. But in fairness, corporate taxes go up in general. You know, we um, 
prices could go up, right? So we, the consumers, could pay more. Certainly, companies could take uh, smaller uh, margins, but um, you know, let's let's realize that um, you know we may end up paying for some of that with higher prices. Number two, this one's interesting. This one I like. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced AMT as an individual tax filer. AMT is something that I learned to hate. I think AMT over the last decade, um, I think I was hit with it six times and it sucked. It was horrible as an individual tax filer. But corporations don't have AMT. Alternative minimum tax is what that stands for. And this is basically something that they're calling the Amazon tax. If you don't know, in 2018, Amazon had $11.2 billion in profit, but had paid zero in federal income tax because of carry forward and accelerated depreciation and things of that nature. If, if there was a corporate AMT-like tax, uh, Amazon wouldn't get away with that. And... I think I think I think that's a good idea. Honestly, I think having corporate AMT like taxes is a, is a great concept. Implementing it, controlling it so it's reasonable, that's a different thing, but just the idea that a corporation could profit 11.2 billion and pay zero in federal taxes, I'm not sure I get behind that. I understand the math, I'm an accountant, I get it. It's legal, all of that. But I could get behind an AMT, a corporate AMT. I could get behind that. I think that's, I think that's beyond reasonable. I think, I like that idea. Again, I some of these I told you I was gonna like. I think that's a, I think that's a, calling it a genius move is probably a stretch, but it's a good idea. Number three, doubling the tax for foreign subsidiaries. So if you are headquartered in the U.S. and you have a subsidiary and it makes a profit and you bring it home, you're taxed at 10.5%. He wants to take that to 21%. Um, I think there are some devil in the details here because if you take it too high, they may keep the taxes or they keep the income elsewhere. Um, we'd have to close some loopholes, I would imagine. I don't understand the ins and outs of this particular um, subsidy. Um, so I think there's more hair on this one than the little article made it sound. Uh, but I understand, you know, wanting to do that. Uh, I think there's a little bit of risk in that because I don't think you're going to get the capital flow that you expect, but it's interesting. Number four, he wants to charge the big banks by big banks, think banks with $50 billion in assets or more. So that's got to be that's probably less than 20 institutions. He wants to charge them a bank risk fee uh, for dollars over 50 billion so that if there is a liquidation in the FDIC and things of that nature, uh, that that extra expenses come out of this risk tax or risk fee. Uh, he is definitely calling it a fee. I think the financial institutions would call it a tax. I don't care. Fee, tax, they're both three letter words. Uh, I think this is on the largest of the large. Um, makes perfect sense. Again, though, we'll end up paying for it somewhere, consumers. Um, but 
again, I think that's reasonable. I think this is kind of a leftover of the 08 crash. Uh, Biden, you got to remember, was vice president during that horrific event. So he probably has some experience in scars from that event. Um, and obviously, we are in an environment where commercial banks or commercial real estate loans are in trouble. Uh, so I understand why he wants to do that. And I think that's, I think it's reasonable as long as it's not an egregious fee. He wants to raise the top end tax uh, bracket from 37% to 39.6. One thing I've got to say in all of Biden's tax raises is the rich, man, if you are W-2 rich, meaning if your income is from a salary, pull, he wants to take some of your cash. Um, he's going to take an extra 2.6% here, but believe me, there's more coming in his next six or so. So realize that if you are W-2 rich, you are not going to like a lot of the, the taxes coming. Uh, so uh, we also got to realize that I believe everything he is talking about income is W-2 income. I don't believe it's capital gains or anything of that nature, uh, but maybe it is. Next up, the payroll tax for if you're above 400K. He calls it the donut hole. So if you don't know what this is, it's basically up through 137700 everyone pays into Social Security. What happens after that is if you make more, you don't, you don't continue to pay it, kind of a cap. What he wants to do is create a donut hole. So from, uh, so everybody pays into one, let's call it 135. From 135 to 400, you don't pay, and then everything above 400, you pay again. Hence, there's a little bit of room in there where you don't pay. And then again, if you are a high income W-2 earner, congratulations, he just hit you again with more taxes. Biden's coming for W-2 earners, let me tell you. Next, capital gains tax lifted on income if you make more than a million bucks. I told you he's coming for you. Uh, he basically wants to uh, take the capital gains limit, which right now caps out at 20%, to ordinary income for income earners over a million bucks. Uh, so instead of 20%, it would go to 39.6. Ouch. Biden is coming for W-2 income earners. Number eight, one that probably impacts real estate and estate planning the most, and that is eliminate stepped-up basis. Simply said, if, you bought, if I bought a house for 100 um, it's now worth a million, just adding a zero. I die. Today, I can now transition that to my heirs and they get a stepped up basis where it's a million dollars. And then they could sell it, no taxes, right? Because they're selling it for what it's worth. If um, you eliminate the stepped up basis, it goes from 100 to a million, my heir sells it, then they pay the capital gains or perhaps ordinary income uh, on the gain from 100 to a million. So again, that's a lot of money that the federal government has been missing. So I understand the stepped-up basis. Uh, this one hurts real estate, hurts estate planning, but uh, it's also going to stop kind of the grand, you know, the kids of the grandkids of all those the rich getting richer. So I understand it. I don't like it, but at least I understand it. Uh, we're going to eliminate the itemized deductions or limit limit the itemized deductions to twenty eight percent. Um, this one kind of feels petty, 
Uh, I'm guessing there's a bigger story there that I don't understand the details of it. Uh, but basically, if you're rich and you're doing charity and these other things, you only get a benefit of 28 cents on the dollar versus a higher amount if, if this wasn't uh, limited to it. Uh, next up, he wants to phase out small business income deductions above 400K. This one feel, feels ill-timed. Small businesses are getting crushed today. This is one I think... I think he'll, he or Congress or whoever, if this were to happen, would go maybe next time. Uh, we don't want to we don't want to rain on small businesses today. Those they're they're suffering pretty bad. Uh, but again, he basically wanted to say, hey, if you're making more than 400k, sorry, you can't take it in uh, additional deductions. Here's one that will in will positively impact real estate. Positive. He wants to institute a first time buyer tax credit. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I think it was. I don't remember, maybe 2009, Obama did this. He instituted an $8,000 first-time buyer tax credit. It really goosed real estate for two quarters or so because it was a really short window when he did that. Um, but Biden wants to go over the top. He wants to create a $15,000 tax credit for first-time buyers. Boy, if that gets, a, gets approved, we are going to see home prices in the affordable sector go up. You are going to see builders build first-time homes a lot. We're going to see home ownership go up. Because think about it, $15,000 tax credit, I mean, just do the math. Assume it's a 200K house. Let's say you come in for 3.5%. That's seven grand. 7,500, I guess. Is that right? No, it's seven grand. Then you come in with some closing costs, you're out of pocket like 12 grand, and the government wants to hand you 15 grand back. Ooh, real estate price is gonna go up, friends. Gonna go up fast. And then he also wants to create a renter tax credit. I don't really know what that is, but I read it as Section 8 getting bigger. He wants to make, make it sure that renters don't pay more than 30% of income. So as I've been saying for a long time, if Biden gets elected, expect housing authority, what I call Section 8 in California, that program is going to get bigger, bigger. Uh, and if you own Section 8 housing, pretty good time. And then number 12 is he wants to do double the existing child and dependent care credit uh, from three to 6,000. Again, um, it does help. So I think that is, is pretty wise. So at the end, Joe Biden has these 12 tax changes he wants to go through. I think one of them he would admit he'd pass on today, that small business one, which was number 10. But the other 11, certainly if the Democrats sweep Congress, um, he's got a good chance of getting these. I would love to see the $15,000 tax credit. That would make real estate more valuable. Increasing Section 8 would be great. Just increase security for renters. Uh, Stepped-up basis, that hurts, but I understand it. Um, if you're W-2 earner making decent money, you, you, you are a huge target. And I got to tell you, I like the A&T for companies. It really sucked when I filed my taxes that I had to pay A&T six out of ten years. But you know what? 
I get it. I, I like that one. I got to tell you. So that's what I got. There was a lot of feedback on this. Both Anna uh, and Jonathan were talking about it. So uh, I wanted to create this for you. Let me know what you think of the 12. Have a wonderful day. Take care.